We ask the Holy Spirit to open these words to us from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, starting at verse 12. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the fruit said, sorry, if the fruit should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members of, in the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. We are in a series now called When You Come Together. And, and, and what we're doing is, is examining some of the core commitments that we have as a church in a little six-week mini-series. Um, that's for those of us who are regulars here, is to refresh us in, in what, we, what we stand for and what we do and why we do what we do it. Um, but I'm also aware that at least 50% of you are, are what I would call post-COVID uh, new people. Right? We've got the pre-COVID and the post-COVID. And you're all mixed in. And that's cool, that's good. Um, but just what, again, just acknowledging there's a lot of new people and just wanting to learn more about foundations. So that's why uh, just a teaching series like this, I think, will help and just serve you well. So um, yeah, uh, the first two we've already done, we're on week three here. So today we're looking at belonging. We've already covered the word of God and sacraments. If you haven't uh, heard those, this is your first Sunday with us, do go online and check them out um, because they do form part of a, 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 a series that hopefully um, all connect with each other. But anyway... We're going to be looking today then at this uh, question or this issue of belonging. It's a hot topic, unfortunately. Uh, it shouldn't be, but it is a hot topic for us um, and for us as, as a church in the 21st century. So we're going to be looking this morning at three you know, basic headlines, I suppose. What is belonging, number one? Uh, why should we belong, number two? And then how can we belong? So what is it? Why should we do it? And how can we, um, how can we belong? So, first of all, what is belonging? Well, I, I've stolen this phrase from the Apostle Paul, right? When he writes to the church in Corinth, he says, when you come together, do this. When you come together, do that. This is how you should be when you come together. So that's, that's, that's where we're getting this. And as I mentioned, this, uh, you know, we're examining our core practices, uh, the sacraments, God's word, and these things we've seen over the last few weeks create and they build and they strengthen the church around the gospel of Jesus, and I guess that's no surprise to us because um, as we were examining last week, when we look at the beginning um, of uh, the, 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 uh, the birth of the church, I suppose, in, in Acts chapter 2, uh, we saw, hopefully the words are here, yep, they this is how the early church was. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship 
the breaking of bread and the prayers. And so last week we looked at the breaking of bread bit. The first week we looked at the apostles' teaching bit. Today, the fellowship. Right? What happens when we come together? That's the fellowship side of things. Um, so let's look down then at our verses from today because the Apostle Paul uh, develops this idea and just gives us a little more uh, to chew on uh, where Acts just sort of suggests, you know. So let's look uh, together at verses 12 through 14 in our text. Um, he's addressing a church that, that uh, are really gifted, full of the Holy Spirit, but they're, they're, they're a bit bonkers, they're a bit crazy, and everybody's disunited. There's a lot of anger and a lot of hostility, and let's just say a toxic church, um, and yet seem to be really anointed by God. And so Paul writes this letter um, to, to try and bring some sense of unity and cohesion to the church. So this is, we're landing right in the middle of it, uh, but that's what's going on. And he says, you know, you are one body. And just as one body has many members, the members of this body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. So it is with Christ. One body of the church, many members, many different parts. That's what the church is, says Paul here. A body, the body of Christ. And so with that in our minds, every uh, subsequent conversation then about belonging to the church and membership and all that, don't get, don't get worried about the, the, the framework and the statement of faith and all that. This is what we're dealing with. It's huge significance, belonging to the body of Christ. That's what we're talking about when we're talking about church membership. Right, that's what you're belonging to. So we're not talking about joining a club or, or a sort of common interest group that we can all share you know, uh, similar life stories together. Uh, those things may be true, but church membership is about belonging to, together as the body of Christ. That's what we're doing here this morning. And, and as you can see in verse 13, it's a, it's a spiritual body. Right? It's not Christ's physical body, it's a spiritual body. It's created by the Holy Spirit, filled by the Holy Spirit, animated by the Holy Spirit, a spiritual body, and, and actually that sort of sets us up then for the next three talks. How does, how does God's spirit work through the body of Christ, through revelation and through healing and through tongues and all the rest of it? That's the next, next few weeks. So what, what are the characteristics then of belonging, um, as Paul writes in these verses here? Well, he highlights two uh, sort of uh, contrasts, I suppose, two characteristics. First of all, he says the body is united. Right? Uh, what is belonging is, is, is being united together, sharing the same spirit, he says there in verse 13, uh, the same faith in Jesus, he's the same Lord. Right? We are one body, it links us spiritually together. Um, and I would actually say uh, that um, outside of the, the uh, husband and wife relationship and outside the parent-child relationship, uh, your membership in the body of Christ is as significant as those things. I really do. I think it's as significant. So important. Because we're dealing with the body of Christ here. Um, united, as he says. All equal in grace. Love that little uh, section there in verse 13. You know, whether Jew or Greek. You know, it doesn't matter what sort of racial uh, group you're from or cultural background or whatever. Slaves or free. You know, what's sort of uh, high or low in society and everything in between. We are all one in Christ Jesus the local church is the antidote to the division and the disunity that is just rife in the world right now, in your workplace and maybe even in your family, but certainly in our society. It is fractured. It is polarized in my lifetime. Um, it, is, it is just getting worse and worse and worse. And I don't think that's... I'm off Twitter, right? So I'm not even being influenced as much by Twitter now. 
um, and I'm kind of on Facebook a bit. But um, you know, it's just getting worse, more and more fractured, more and more polarized, um, more and more entrenched, more and more uh, vicious in one's attacks against various people who hold different positions and all the rest of it. It's awful. But the church has this, this vision of, of, of this beautiful unity that will just sit as a light in the world. Right? It absolutely will sit as a light in the darkness of what's going on. It's just a gift. It is a gift to our world, the church. We're not seen as that, right? We're not seen as a gift. Um, but I truly believe, and when we, when we see this scripture, I think you'll hopefully be convinced as well that, that, that the church is the light to the world. Just exciting. It's so stunning um, when you think of the potential of what we could be to the world. Amazing. So unity, right? Unity. But the second characteristic that Paul highlights in, in these verses is diversity. And again, these two work together. He says this in verse 15 through to 17. You know, uh, the hand, should, sorry, the foot should not say, just because I'm a, not a hand, I don't belong to the body. That it doesn't make it any less a part of the body. It's not a hand, but it's, it's, it's different. And, and so he sort of elaborates on this idea as he goes through. And he's saying, look, uh, Yes, there's many members, but we're not clones, right? We don't all look the same. We don't all behave the same. We don't all have the same gifting, the same temperament. One body, many members, all working together, you know? We're more than just a single foot, more than just a single eye. An eye is amazing, right? An eye is wonderful. It's complex. It's beautiful. The stuff it does, but an eye on its own is insufficient. can't do anything unless it's connected to a brain and a central nervous system and arms and legs. You get the picture, so we've got this glorious uh, differentiation, this diversity, um, and yet harmoniously connected together. And when the body is functioning and when every member is apart, working well, the body is healthy, it has power, it has impact in what it's doing. What does that look like um, in the here and now? What, what actually does happen when we come together? Um, or in other words, how does belonging feel? How should it feel? Um, it's an interesting little study, actually. You can go home and Google it if you want. But if you, if you search the term one another, one another, and, and you look at all the references in the New Testament in the Bible where one another is mentioned, um, you get a, a broad overarching idea of what should happen when we come together. How are we to be with one another? All right? And the New Testament is a lot of letters to churches. How you should be to, to each other, one another. Um, so let me just throw out a few here to you. The, the Bible says we should honor one another when we come together. The Bible says we should live in harmony with one another when we come together. Uh, the Bible says we should welcome one another. We should instruct one another. We should comfort one another when we are sad and when we are broken. We should agree with one another. We should serve one another. We should embrace one another with brotherly love and sisterly love. We should be kind to one another, says the Bible. The Bible says we should address one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. That's what we've been doing in part this morning as we sing. We're talking to each other as well as to God. The Bible says we should teach and admonish one another. That is a strong encouragement. Come on, go harder after Jesus. That's what we should be doing when we're coming together. The Bible says we should encourage one another. The Bible said we should do good to one another. We should exhort one another. The Bible says that we should stir one another to good works. 
The Bible says that we should confess our sins to one another. The Bible says we should show hospitality to one another. The Bible says we should be humble towards one another. This is how it looks. This is how it feels when you come together. This is the vision the Bible gives us. And when we listen to Scripture and when we earnestly follow it by the grace of God, it sets up this rich community, right? This profound community um, formed by the Word and the Spirit, uh, nourished by the sacraments. Do you need to be encouraged in your faith in Jesus? Then belong to the body. Do you need to be comforted in your hurting? Then belong to the body. Do you need to be used to serve from your your gifts? Then belong to the body. Do you need to enjoy the grace of God in Jesus through the gospel every Sunday? Then belong to the body. So what is belonging? It is together. Belonging together as the body of Christ. Such immense significance in our conversation. Second thing then. What is belonging? Second thing. Why should we belong? Right? We've got the rough flavor, I think, of the whole thing. But what's the, the motivating factor behind it. What should get us out of bed in the morning, quite literally, sometimes? Well, again, just, this is kind of an overview for us this morning here, but um, you know, we've got two things, I believe, broadly spoken to us in Scripture. Uh, we're given, first of all, a vision, uh, and secondly, we're given the reality. Right? This is why we should belong to the, the, the church, the body of Christ. The vision, first of all. Right? This is the big picture stuff. This is the amazing stuff. Uh, the, the vision uh, is that by belonging to the body of Christ, what it means is we are showing the world Jesus. We're, we're declaring Jesus. We're, we're demonstrating Christ to the world. That's what happens when we belong to the body. You know, in, in other words, Christ works through the body into the world. Immensely significant. Yes, all these one another's that we've just read out. Um, should take place and must take place when we come together on Sunday, but all the other times as well. We're not just talking about Sundays here. Right? These one another's, but those one another's will spill out. They will spill out into the world around us. They just will. If we're doing them right, if we're taking them seriously. I love this uh, scripture here um, from uh, one of the other apostles here, Peter, um, using a slightly different metaphor about the people of God. We're moving from the body for a second to this idea of priesthood and, and, and a nation. He says, you are a chosen race, right, church? You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. A group of people, right, a, a nation, a race, a, a community, your job is to proclaim the excellencies of God and what he's done for you. So if you're asking the question, why should I belong? That's why. You should proclaim the excellencies of God who has done everything for you. All right? It's no surprise, is it, in uh, um, the book of Acts again, come back to that, when, 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 when the Holy Spirit fell on the church on the day of Pentecost and, and those who, who were in that upper room um, were filled with the Spirit and they spoke in tongues and there was just an eruption of praise. And, and this is what was said by those who heard, uh, you know, this... this, this uh, this, um, this great noise, you know, standing outside the house, they, they said, quote, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own languages. All right, so at the beginning of the early church, what were they doing when they filled, were filled with the Spirit? They were, they were erupting, um, declaring the wonders of God, or in Peter's wording, proclaiming the excellencies. That's what they were doing. 
And that's what we do. That's, that, that's why membership is such a big deal for us. So through our words, through our worship, through our values, through our one another, through our acts, through our service, we are proclaiming the excellencies of God. We're saying, look at how good he is. We're saying, isn't he amazing? Come to him. Come and enjoy him. Come and receive his love. That's what we're saying when we gather as a church. You know, one person can do this, right, on their own. And that's superb. It's superb when one person... Uh, can proclaim the excellencies of God in their workplace and on the street and, and, and praise God, and, and that's part of our role. But then add another, both proclaiming the excellencies of God together in different ways, together as well, united. Then you've got more noise, right? Then you've got more of a, a thing going on. You've got more weight, you've got more, more fire. Then add 10, all proclaiming the excellencies of God. Right, you get the picture. Then add 20, then add 50, then 100, more and more and more. Proclaiming the excellence. Can you just imagine, the more you add, right, the bigger the noise that we can make for Jesus. Not just in our Sunday gathering worship and our songs, as amazing as those things are, but in what we do uh, as the body of Christ, day to day. When we belong to this, we are adding our voice to the truth about God. We are making the gospel beautiful. Right? We're adorning the gospel by our praises and and, and, and proclaiming the excellencies of God. And this is just so deeply attractive to the outside world. So, so needed. They are so hungry for what we have. That's the, that's the vision, why you should belong. Proclaim the excellencies of God. But the second part then is the reality. Why should you belong? Because you need it. You need to belong. You need a strong, loving, gospel-centered community around you because you, as well as I, you are prone to wandering. There's just something about us. Even if we, are, we have faith in Jesus and we said, yes, Lord, I want to follow you, we are prone to wandering away. We're like sheep, says the Bible. Right? The Christian life is just simply impossible to do on your own. In fact, I would argue that it's actually impossible, I think, to be a true Christian and yet remain disconnected from the church. I know there's exceptions. But by and large, I think it's impossible to be a true Christian and yet remain disconnected from the church. You know, the spirit of our age says, I'm going to choose what's best for me right now. I'm going to go and get what works for me. And so, you know, we're committed, aren't we, to shopping around? And finding the best deal. And, and if you're looking for car insurance or change to a different mortgage provider or, or you know, try and find the best price for some uh, present for Christmas or whatever, of course you want to shop around and get yourself the best deal and, and, and save money and get the best service that you can with your hard-earned cash. That's totally right. That's good. But then we sort of take that attitude, that underlying spirit, I think, and we press it into all areas of life, not just comparethemarket.com, but we, 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 we press it into all our areas of life. And we say, I want, I want to just keep moving around, keep roaming until I get what is best for me. And as such, as a, as a generation, we never settle. Especially my generation and, and younger still, we never settle. We're always moving on. We're always looking for more. We're always looking for the better deal, the better gig. We're always thinking to ourselves, I'm the most important thing here. And, and, and uh, you know, getting myself the best deal and the best situation is uppermost in my mind. And so we never, we never commit. Yeah. 
some people say FOMO, don't they? Fear of missing out. We don't want to miss out on the best thing out there, and so as such, we'll, we hold back. We don't commit. We don't, we don't put our roots down. Keep our options open just in case we choose wrong, and then we can always go back and get the other one. But that attitude, as you can probably tell, is just disastrous when it comes to our relationship with God. It's disastrous. So, so belonging to church, the body of Christ, is, is this antidote, this glorious antidote, the medicine that we need for our disconnected generation. These lone rangers wandering around. What our people need out there is to be part of a deep community, a family, a body, to, 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 to be loved and to be served, but someone who can hold them accountable as well, who, who can pull them back from sin and, and, and pull them into Jesus. That's why you should belong to the church. So we've seen what is belonging, what are we belonging to, the body of Christ. Why should we belong? Because of the vision to declare the excellencies and because we need it, because we wander. So then let's get a bit more practical here. How do we belong to the church? What do we actually do? Much of this will be taking uh, a little uh, bit more practically in our lunch after the service. So again, you know, I'm just going to stay broad and general at this stage. I'd love to have you stick around and learn, learn a little more. Um, but basically, if you want to belong to the church, and let's just say this church, because we're all sat here today, I'm guessing uh, you know, you're more interested about this at this present stage. Um, how do we belong? How do we belong? Quite simply, we turn up and we invest. Get those two things right, you will find yourself belonging to the community. First of all, we turn up, right? It sounds so easy and so basic. Of course you turn up to church and, 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 and gatherings and being together, but you know what? So many people stumble at the most easy step. But in order to belong, you just have to be physically present. Right? When we come together, we, we hear God's word in the gospel. When we come together, we, we see the gospel in the, in the bread and the wine. We, we taste it. We take it into ourselves. We, we, we allow it to change us and, and, and respond in praise and worship. We experience God at work when we come together. Right? We, we, we can see and, and even feel him at working out power among us, even maybe this morning. These things happen when we come together. And so it, it stands to reason, if we are not physically present when those things are going on, then none of this will happen to you. Right? You'll miss it. And that is a problem. You know, I really fear for COVID casualties um, in, in this stage of where we're at as, as a people and as a church. Uh, I'm not talking about the disease itself, as, as Bad as that has been for everybody concerned. But I'm talking about casualties of faith as a result of the COVID pandemic. And I think, I think COVID, like any challenge or any uh, disaster, I suppose, reveals the spiritual state of the people in many cases. And uh, many people I've met and know personally um, have concluded that they didn't really need a church after all. They can just carry on doing what they were doing unchanged, happy without church. In fact, it just frees them up to do other things that they really wanted to do. 
All they need to do is dip in and dip out, do some spiritual duties online, click a few YouTube links, kind of like Netflix spirituality. Find something that you like and then watch it if you must. But for these people, not gathering as the church for the best part of two years has made almost no difference for them in their relationship with God. And as I say, I know plenty of people who are not connected to Foundation Church, just so you know, who have just simply stopped church altogether. And there's no sign of them restarting at any time soon. Why would you? Because you've been enjoying your free time, as they would say. So how do we belong? We turn up. All right, it's a choice. I know that. It's an act of the will. Sometimes you have to take yourself by the scruff of the neck and say, I'm going to get to church. You may not feel like it. Trust me. If I wait until I feel like going to church every Sunday, you might see me once a month. I joke. But I turn up. And you do too. And when you turn up, those feelings that you had when the alarm clock went off at 9 o'clock in the morning, they may very quickly change. Because your feelings can very quickly be stirred when you enter that place of worship. You know, your heart that you felt was just shriveling and cold and just couldn't be bothered. That heart can be enlarged when you come and gather with God's people and you hear them singing and you hear the gospel spoken over you again and you receive the good news again into your heart. That heart will grow when you turn up. Sometimes those songs will just hit home. Sometimes, by the grace of God, the preaching might nail you where it hurts. Sometimes somebody will bring you a word of comfort just when you needed it. Sometimes someone will perform an act of, of, of service, just a quiet thing just to serve you and build you up. Sometimes when you come to church, you may even have a surprise and a powerful encounter with God. All these things can happen when you turn up, and if you choose not to turn up, none of them are going to happen. All right, you've got enemies, we all do, who line up to stop you from coming to church. The devil, the flesh, and the world, right? And none of those three want you to come to church. They don't want you to hear the gospel. They don't want you to taste the bread of life. Right? They don't want you to drink the living water, which is the Holy Spirit. They want none of that. And so quite often obstacles will be placed in our way. Sometimes we allow them. What am I talking about? Well, let, let me just, you know. I'm speaking directly here to friends, right? You know me. Um, what am I talking about specifically, so we don't just uh, think of j vague generalities? Specifically, I mean just being lazy, right? Being up too late the night before, and of course you're going to be tired when you get to come to church. Um, you know, that's one way uh, the devil takes us out, I think, sometimes. Leisure. We all like to chill. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with holidays. Um, I love them myself. But sometimes we prioritize leisure activities above the gathering of the local church. And it's nuts. Based on all we've just been learning. Right, some people um, you know, take on, for example, non-essential work in order to, you know, rather than coming to the local church. Fill in the blanks, right? You're, you're, you're all clever people. Um, but all of these things will block your access in that occasion to the grace and the love of God through the Spirit and the Word. So first of all, if you want to belong, turn up. Secondly, though, if you want to belong, invest. Turn up and invest. Your time, your treasure, and your talents. Right, they all begin with T, easy to remember. If you're new here at Foundation Church and you're just, you're just looking in and wondering if this is for me, um, you know, please carry on learning, carry on participating. But this is primarily for those who um, you know, call Foundation their home at this stage. Um, but, you know, uh, belonging, 
is about investing your time, right? All these one another's that we've just read out a few moments ago, that takes time, right? You can't squeeze it in to your already filled calendar. It takes time. It's an investment. It's a sacrifice. Serving takes time. And some of us, you know, I speak to myself here as much, can be too busy and too controlling of our time. And so that makes belonging difficult, right? If we're just trying to squeeze it in. It's an investment. It means sometimes saying no to other things in order for us to um, belong. Time, talents, investing your, your gifts, you know, your spiritual gifts. These are the things that God has given you and called you uh, to do and equipped you for so that you can serve the body, as we see in verse 18 in our text. And we're going to be talking about more of those gifts in the next three weeks. Right, but, but using your gifts to, to bless and build up and strengthen the body is, is one of the ways that you can belong. It's an investment, again. And, and uh, you know, as I say, we'll be thinking of uh, revelation and, and uh, healing and prophecy and, and all sorts of other things in the next few weeks. Maybe you're unaware of your spiritual gift. That's okay. My prayer is that God will, will, will declare that to you and help you to understand in context with community. Maybe you're worried that your gift is not flashy enough. Right? I'm an administrator. I, I, I'm, I'm not flashy enough. I can't speak in tongues. Um, but be encouraged by these verses here. You know, um, just because you're a foot doesn't mean you're not important. Doesn't mean you're not a part of the body, right? Maybe you think you're too flashy. The gift is too, too flashy. And you do speak in tongues, or you do have this prophetic gift, or what have you. And um, but as such, you've been staying quiet. I would say, please don't stay quiet. We need you to use your gifts, no matter what, what they are. And again, we'll be thinking that through over the next few weeks. So just be open to what God is speaking to us through this series and just turn up and listen. Um, time, talents, treasure, finally. Treasure. Your money. Ministry costs money. It takes money. Your resources, right? To do ministry, to train, to equip, to serve, to maximize, to shout, to proclaim the excellencies of God. We need you to give your treasure. Not all of it, just a chunk. Uh, to, to, to enable the local church to do what the local church does, to proclaim the excellencies of God in its city. And so uh, if you belong or want to belong here at Foundation Church, we recommend, recommend you shoot for about 10% of your income to come to the local church. All right? It's not a law. It's a rough guide. Okay? We're not under the Old Testament covenant anymore in the same way. Uh, the, the stipulations there were for a tenth of this and a tenth of that. It's a guide. Right? For some of us, uh, we need to come under that a little bit and work towards 10%. For, 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 for many of us, we can do more than 10%. But that's not the point. You know, the point here is that we are bringing, as we see in the book of Acts, bringing our treasures to the storehouse so that ministry can be done in Jesus' name. The only way, practically the only way that we do this together at Foundation Church is through online banking. I've taken the liberty of adding the, the banking details should the Holy Spirit be challenging you right now uh, to be giving. On the back of your little sheets, some of the details, you can find them on the website as well. We are going to be adding some new methods soon about giving just to make it as easy as possible should, um, should the Spirit um, you know, um, convict you there and then. Um, but why, am I, why are we going on about money here? Or, you know, just, just a flag um, that is very much a pointer to our hearts. Right? It's one of those great things that we're tempted to grab onto and look to for hope and salvation and comfort. And uh, we find those things in Jesus. Um, and so, so you know, giving uh, is an act of worship. What, therefore, can we say in conclusion? Um, local church membership, membership is belonging together in the body of Christ so that we can proclaim his excellencies. Can you, can you actually think of a higher calling right now? Like, really, can you think of a higher calling than to belong to the body of Christ and proclaim his excellencies? I don't think I can. 
Um, so more practicalities at lunchtime. Please do stick around. As I say, no, no strings attached. Um, just come and learn. But come and seek God and ask, ask him in this moment, is this my home? Is this where he wants me and my family to put down our roots? I want to challenge you to put down your roots here at Foundation Church Belfast. All right, if you're visiting from another church, bless you. We're so glad you're with us. But if you are looking for a home, please ask God, is this your home to put down your roots? Commit to Jesus. Commit to his people. It's not about numbers. It's not about money. It's about Jesus. All right, it's about proclaiming his excellencies to the world around. Let's do that together. Let's pray.